Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Wander and Muse. I'm your host, Heather Wolpert, and I am here to showcase creatives, mostly from around Tucson, but truly could be worldwide, <laughs> to give them a platform to share what they've been up to, their philosophies, their tips, so everyone leaves feeling a little bit more inspired. Today's guest is Katie Ormsby, graphic artist, and I cannot wait to hear more about her process and tell you about her style and whatnot. But for now, go ahead and head over to wanderamuse.world to take a look at past podcasts. Email me at heather at wanderandmuse.world. And while you're listening, head over to katierudesign.com. That's K-A-T-I-E-R-O-U. D-E-S-I-G-N.com, Katie Rue Design, so you can take a look at some of the things that we'll be discussing today. Okay, let's get started. Hello, Katie. Hi. It's so, so good. I know. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> it's good to have you. I've always been such a fan of your work. It has such energy and color and personality, and I just I love, love your style. I love it. That's great to hear. I feel, yeah, it's, uh, I feel like it's hard to answer the question when someone's like what's your style I'm like I don't know I like to have fun you're right and it shows it, it shows that you like to have fun yeah, I know I know what yeah. you mean even when people will ask me that I'm like oh because I do so many different things yeah. that I don't even know how to put it into words sometimes yeah you know and even if I do describe something I'm sure they're not exactly picturing what it really looks like but anyway yeah enough about me let's talk about you <laughs> So, uh, how long have you been a graphic designer? Let's start with that. Yeah. Um, let me see. So, I I have like two different answers. So, okay. I say about over 10 years of professional experience because gotcha. I graduated college um, 10 years. It was March of 2013. Okay. So, 10 years for, for like professional experience. But I've been designing in graphic. Like, I picked it up in high school. I was trying to think. It was oh. either junior or senior year of high school. Okay. And so this was like 07, okay. 06. So it was 08. a class that was offered that you yeah, took? That's yeah. That's a cool thing for a high school. A lot of times I you know. don't get graphic design until college. I, it was like either the first semester or like oh. one of the first times that they brought this like elective mm -hmm. art class. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my account, my guidance counselor or whatever to yep. figure my class schedule. And I needed to one more class to fill up my schedule. And I was like, well, I've already taken all the other art classes. Like the only creative class left was like home ec and like cooking. And I'm like, right. I don't really wanna I don't really wanna do that. You don't wanna make a pillow? No. I mean I took one sewing class and I was just I don't know. There's or too many rules. English muffin pizzas. <laughs> I should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> but she was like, Hey, we just have this like new class. It's art but on the computer. So right. Okay, well, I'll do that. And before then, I was artistic, right? But in like the physical world, like my mom grew up. Like I grew up with my mom. She was come in uh, would teach us the art classes. I'm like, cool. Oh. She would do all the art stuff for like the book fair. She would come in oh, and very do, cool. Yeah, and you know, in summer she would drop me and my sister off at different art classes, and I think partially to like give us skills, but also to like you know get, get out of the house, <laughs> get out of the <laughs> give house, give me some space, yeah. people. <laughs> So I never like really played with design on the computer, but I was mm -hmm. like, eh, I'll try it. And the first class I remember it was it, that class went from I went in the first day and I 
hated it. Oh, no. Yeah. So it, our first assignment, the teacher, you know, inter introduced herself, said, hey, we're doing design, we're graphic design, kind of did like whatever little background it was. And she said, okay, I'm going to let you play for the first day. Okay. And you have to come up with a design, use whatever program you want to use, but to design your name tag. Oh. And so this name tag would be on like your desk, you know, so okay, right. people mm -hmm. know who you are. Yep. And I look around, every, all my other classmates are pulling up Illustrator and Photoshop, yeah. but I'm like, I don't know what that. is this? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't even, I wish I, I had whatever I did. I, I don't, but oh, I know, wish? I wish yeah. I did, but. Um, Do you uh, like how it ended up turning out in the end? I think in the end, well, in the end of the class, I liked it because, you know, we did a couple cool projects and once I learned more about the program, because mm -hmm. the first class, it was really just to engage for the teacher to see where we were at. Computer-wise. Yeah. 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 Um, and so mine was like rock bottom. <laughs> like I could open it, but that was it. Wow. <laughs> um, but then like later on in the class, we did a, like we had to make our own font. So Ooh, that was that's cool. cool. Um, and that was, you know, by that point, I had, we were really focusing on Illustrator. So right. since then, like since I was 16 or 17, whenever right. I took this class, like Illustrator has been my program. Okay. Um, your program of choice. Yes. So with the font, had you previously done your own, you know, handwritten topography? No. Oh, you hadn't even done that no. by hand. So you jumped right in to the yeah. computer side of it. Yeah. So okay. uh, the premise for that project was I we had like two or three fonts to pick. So it was like Helvetica, Arial, right. like, you know, whatever. Right. And uh, you take that and then you just manipulate that however you wanted. Okay. And I ended up doing something with... Uh, these like swirly kind of curly cue yeah, lines yeah. like it was this chunky black font with these like white curly cue lines cutting through it oh that sounds cool um yeah what'd you fun. call it a while back probably so like made up some last minute name <laughs> wow does your teacher know that you went on to become a graphic artist Probably not. I'm so, my memory is so bad with my teachers. I'm like, oh no, like, I don't remember, remember the, the names, but like. How uh, cool. And then yeah. from that class on, did you know, okay, I could actually see this as a career or did kind, that still take some time? A little bit more time. It was when, you know, so I took that class and by the time it was finished, so maybe it was my junior year because mm, it was kind of like. A little more time in high school. Yeah. Mm. And then because it was after that or around the end of that class was when you apply for colleges. Right. So that's when like, well, what do I want to do? Right. What do I want to be when I grow up? I know. <laughs> Which that's is, such a tough question. I still don't Even know. now. I was just about to say even now. I'm like, what, what should I do next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember thinking I was torn between two, two degrees, like two majors. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I thought these are completely different things. And now I'm like, they're very similar so one was psychology because mm -hmm. i loved like figuring out at least for me and i i uh, like analyzing why i did certain things and right, like right. and so i just and like i, I love that idea of it mm -hmm. and then the other was graphic design because i loved art but um you know at that time you know early 2000s growing up like you'll never make it as an artist like you got to pick right. something more which right. is so dumb i was 16 i don't know i'm just I know. But you're right. There is a definite connection between psychology and graphic design or any art for that matter. So let's talk a little bit about that. I know that on your Instagram, Katie Rue Design, uh, you have really done a lot of fun 
experiments really with color and color psychology and that sort of thing. So talk a little bit about that. For example, one thing that comes to mind recently is you came up with a mood board mm -hmm. for Sagittarian, mm -hmm. for example. So talk a little bit about that and the psychology connection with color design and all Yeah, that. so, uh, and this is something that it's kind of, it, I was taught this in college and even like before that, just in general art, like general art color theory, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, like red is gonna be more aggressive or passionate kind of colors. And, exactly, and just, um, an Italian restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And then in college, you know, taking design classes, learning just design history and like why certain colors are chosen for certain brands. Definitely. And, um, and then really the last couple of years when I've had a little bit more bigger state client presentations mm -hmm. that I have to then defend my work to. Yes. Mm -hmm. And obviously you don't want a client to be like, oh, I hate this terrible yeah. what are you doing you right. know <laughs> but you can say well i chose blue because yeah. people need to trust you and that sort of thing right yeah so once and it's stuff that like i know in my head mm -hmm. so being able to verbalize it and in a way that that client or whoever you're talking to understands like oh okay i'm not really a huge fan of blue but yeah i'm, I'm like a health organization exactly. and blue is really trusting and mm -hmm. and you know, has loyalty it, it so yeah so getting into just being able to talk about color and how it affects your mood and, and things. We're also visual. You, yes. know, you have like a second maybe to hook someone's attention. Right. And it's that attention span is just been getting shorter and shorter. You're right. <laughs> so, and even the psychology behind a font. Yeah. You know, talk a little bit about that. Um, so that that's another huge thing. It's like colors and fonts and photos. Those are kind of like the three huge things when picking out a design and so for a font it's that affects in my opinion I feel like it affects a little bit more mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you not only have to talk about and express like the personality and mm -hmm. the brand mm -hmm. values and all of that stuff right. but you also have to make sure that you can read it mm -hmm. <laughs> right right and it, depending on what colors you're using like if it's a, a light lighter font on a darker background mm -hmm. Well, you might have to bump up the, the font sizes a couple more than you would normally, exactly. so it's bigger, or you can't. or not use script if you yeah. know that the audience is going to be, you know, a younger yeah. age group or something like that. Yeah, right. um, and I actually on my Instagram just posted um, a for like twenty twenty four design trend predictions uh -huh. for uh, fonts, and I had done a similar thing for my job for 2023. Mm -hmm. So when I was researching just for 2024, I'm like, these are a lot of the same things. Mm. Um, I feel like it's just kind of more so, and, and all these trends kind of come in circles anyways, right. but uh, it was like kind of mid-ish 2000s. Okay. It was a lot of like that sans serif, that right. very geometric, You're very right. like, mm -hmm. Uh, but anyway, so they're using a lot of like scan serifs and it was a lot of very corporate kind of feeling, but it was lacking that personality mm. and everything looked the same. It was same, same, same copy paste, right. but that was that clean, like minimal design that they were going for. Right. But now everyone's like, well, we're kind of bored with that. Uh -huh. Everyone's blending in. We want to see personality. Mm -hmm. So uh, at least with type, people are getting a little bit more expressive. Um, you know, serifs are coming back. Mm -hmm. more customized fonts are coming back and same with color like we're not using those those minimal neutrals you know we're getting really loud with all our all mm -hmm. of our colors we're using a lot of bright stuff right and speaking of color let's talk about the pantone color of the year oh peach gosh. fuzz 
I remember when I first saw that, I just, I wasn't sold on it. But how do you feel about Peach Buzz? Uh, Did it I, grow on you? Or? I feel like I went through a wide range of emotions within the first, like, 30 seconds. Of, like, <laughs> scrolling on Instagram, first thing I wake up and I see Pantone color of your Peach Buzz. I'm like, ah, no, that looks bad. Why are we doing this? And I'm like, well... Okay, I guess it's not that bad. And then I'm thinking back, like, well, I've used very similar colors that I've just added in. Right. In the last week alone. To exactly. <laughs> like, all right, it's growing on right. me. So I think it's a good alternative to like a neutral color. That's true. Has a little yeah. warmth to it. It's not just yeah. a standard neutral, yet it plays yeah. well with others. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think also, not only is it just the color of the year and how that is used mm -hmm. but it how what accompanies it when you come up with an entire palette where that is one of the three or five colors in a palette and yeah. then it jives well yeah. when you balance it out with something a little more bold and something yeah. with a little more depth to it than the the peach fuzz i think it's the name that bothers me more than I the color so it's just like a skin tone color and i'm like i don't want like skin as a color i don't know at least not like that i don't know i don't know i'm not i'll still use it though <laughs> let's move on to talk about some of the clients that you have designed for because especially for people in tucson they're going to be very familiar yes. with some of them for example vantage west credit union mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. Dillinger Brewing, lots of beer, Mission Brewing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Grower House, uh, Black Renaissance was cool. Talk a little bit about that, like how you came to even connect with these businesses and the process you had with making them happy with what you presented you know, to them. It's kind of been a lot. I feel like it's kind of the same answer for a lot of Tucson things, where it's just you just are in a room with someone That's true. and you just right time, right place yeah. kind of situation. Right, right. Um, like for Vantage West, that was a client that uh, when I was working at a company called Brink uh -huh. in Tucson. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, one of the first like big clients that at least they got when I was there. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to be, uh, it, I kind of started as like a supporting designer okay, and then eventually ended up being able to be one of the main designers for, you know, I did a lot of their print ads. Okay, good. Um, I got to do, one of my favorite projects I got to do for Vantage West was a streetcar design. Oh, nice. And it was like, I think it was like a 40 or 40 some hours or something for me to do this design. Wow. And it was a lot of late nights. And it was this illustrated kind of line art um, design of Tucson. And so it was on the streetcar. So the streetcar is mostly downtown, but we wanted to represent all the different areas of Tucson. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was cool to talk to everyone who worked at Brink at the time, talk to the client, talk to like my friends and family who were either born and raised in Tucson mm -hmm. or have been here so much they practically are born and raised. Right, right. Um, so it was cool to talk to everyone and see like, oh, what's your favorite thing on the east side or oh, the south yeah. side? Or like, and, you know, making sure we're pulling in. So, and it was fun. We wanted it to kind of be like a, like a Where's Waldo situation. Oh, I like that. So it looks cool when you're driving by or the streetcar was passing you. Or if you're at, at the bus stop or you're just walking on the street and you're at a stoplight and you look over and there's a streetcar. You see all these little illustrations. So we had like, um, we had the the T Rex dinosaur from uh, the McDonald's in yes. there. We had um, a bunch of 
we couldn't use the logos, but we used a, I did a little icon for the EGs, like a yeah, little EG stick. Right. Uh -huh. So we had little EGs kind of everywhere. That's fun. Um, had little like javelinas Perfect. running around. Um, yeah, we just had a little fun. Yeah, very Tucson. It was really fun. That one, and the, it was funny, the, the client loved the design. It was the banner with the tagline that we went back and forth. We probably went oh, through okay. like a dozen iterations just on that alone. Huh, okay. <laughs> But uh, so that was a really fun one. And yeah, that was just, you know, that was a client from the job that I was at at the time. Okay. Um, Dillinger's is probably like my favorite kind of client. Those designs are awesome. It was so much fun. That was, that was definitely a right place, right time. Because mm -hmm. when Dillinger's first opened um, and they were on Oracle and kind of close to the, the Tucson Mall. Mm -hmm. And anyways, there, that brewery was almost half, the exact halfway point between where I was coming from Brink at the time mm -hmm. to my apartment. Uh -huh. And so there's so many days, you know, I'd, I'd text my husband and be like, oh, you want to go, let's go to Dillinger's and get a beer. Perfect. So we were just kind of meet there <laughs> after work. And I, I don't know, we'd been going there. We were pretty regulars. Uh -huh. um, we had like, they have chalk markers at the time for their menu boards. So we like wrote our names on the chairs we would always sit on. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, like Norm on Cheers. Yeah. This is my chair. <laughs> These are our chairs. <laughs> and, uh, so we were talking to the owners and they were talking like they wanted to start expanding. I think they'd been around for like a year-ish mm -hmm. at yeah. that point. And they're like, yeah, we want to start canning. Uh, and they started, you know, talking about that. So I was like, well, here's my opening. Yes. And I was like, well, oh, you're trying to can. So who's your designer? And they're like, oh, I don't know. We'll probably just like whip th something up. And I'm like, well, I am a designer. <gasps> and I love beer. And I love beer. <laughs> and I come here all the time. Here's my chair. And <laughs> <laughs> See the chalk? Yeah. And so they were like, well, we can't pay you because like we're new. And I'm like, that's, that's fine. Um, I, I just want to design for beer. And so yeah, they're like, we'll pay you in beer. And I said, okay. But. I love it. I love it. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, can I bring my husband? Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> to oh this day, God. they're like, that is the most expensive can that you've designed. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, my husband and I were like, well, what time are you open? Oh, my goodness. And we had asked, like, can we bring, like, growlers? Can we get to go stuff? And they're like, yeah, sure. And so, wow. like, we open up at noon. So, we're like, okay. We Ubered there. We had oh a my backpack God. with snacks. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and we stayed late. There was, like, a UVA basketball game, too. So, we stayed. We, it was an all-day affair. <laughs> it was. But it was those cool. designs turned out so well. The design was super fun. It was the Goza Rosa can. And that one was also fun because we got to do three iterations of it because they they just did three releases of it for canning and they kind of changed the they tweaked the recipe a couple different times. Oh, okay. And um so that first design, it was way different from where we ended the can designs. For okay. That. It was more uh of like a monotone kind of purpley uh -huh. color. It was a, like a blackberry okay. kind of kind of sour so oh, gotcha. it was a lot of like playing on those colors okay um and then you know the next I think the next can might have been tiki party mm, yeah I remember seeing that uh, one uh do you want to talk about the work you did with uh black renaissance yes so black renaissance was so much fun to work on yeah. I got to kind of step in and help out for 2019 um and then do some stuff for 2020 which was, that was crazy looking back at it because all that was happening the month before everything shut down for COVID. Right. Really, February. Oh, wow. Um, and then also did some stuff for 2021 for them. I think that was still a little bit more 
virtual because mm-hmm. we're still kind of coming back from the pandemic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got pulled in for that one by my friend Sean Louis. Oh, sure. He's also a musician. Mm-hmm. You can check him out. Yeah. Uh, but he, I worked with him at Brink. And That's right. yeah. And so. I think of him as Creative Mornings too. That's also, right. yeah. yeah, he is a jack of all trades. He's <laughs> everywhere. And he's the coolest guy. He's, um, cool. he's so much fun. Yeah, he's, you know, we were talking and I was like, oh, yeah, I can help. I can help with that. Oh. So for 2019, it was kind of tweaking the logo that was designed by someone else and turning that into a poster. Gotcha. Adapting that poster design to, you know, taking that style and fitting it to all of the different events that they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so all those events got a poster. They also got a, like an Instagram story size image mm-hmm. and then like a square image for them to post on. Right. On social media but taking that design like and that was you know which i've already done in all my works previously is just taking one design and it's part of branding you just take a design exactly. and adapt it adapt it again and um, again many iterations it's fun it. to do that like in more of a freelance capacity i was like one yeah. of my bigger branding freelance exactly stuff and speaking of posters i remember recently when the 10 west festival was going on startup tucson's 10 west festival you there's a picture of you standing next to the poster you designed yeah. that was in startup tucson's window and how cool is that to see your designs oh, out in the wild it was so much fun that was for 2019 right um, so it was like a little flashback and it, but it is cool to see what they're doing now they still kept that it's kind very of, similar yeah I, oh i actually thought it was still oh your design because yeah. it's very it's similar. very very similar yeah yeah they're kind of tweaking it um, gotcha so it's more like uh more black on the background with the colors popping off. Of it. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's okay. kind of like inverted a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, that was just so much fun. And that was such a collaborative thing. That mm-hmm. was another Brink project. Okay, good. And it was, you know, we got 10 West as a client. They're like, we really, you know, here's the logo that we have, which is just that the 10 West kind of icon that you see. Mm-hmm. And then they literally like that font. Mm-hmm. Um, and they liked, I think it was the blue. They're like teal blue color. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and they had like a couple things that they had printed from the previous year. Right. With those elements. And I think that's why there might have been a couple other ones, but that was the main thing. And so they're like, we want it to look different. We want it to look better. Okay. So that was kind of our parameters. Like, how do we take all these existing things and jazz it up, make it look really cool? Right. Um, so that was kind of a huge collaborative thing with me and the, the uh, art director and the other designer. And we all kind of, it was a lot of going our separate ways, coming up with our ideas Uh and coming together. I like that. And, you know, it was a lot of apart and together. Right, which works a lot of the times too, where you can kind of let your own creative juices flow. And then once you get together in a group, you kind of bounce all your ideas off of each other and then build something completely new that wouldn't have existed if not for all your individual ideas. So that synergy is what really makes something develop even more so it's a power number sort of thing. Where, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So of, you've had all these really cool clients. Who would be a dream client for you? I mean, I, after working with Dillinger and Mission, I don't think I have a specific client, but I do know the industry is, is beer. Like mm. I love, I love everyone. Like my husband and I go to beer fest all the time. Yeah. Just through doing the design work, even through my other business, Boom's Closet, where I'm a vendor, I make jewelry. Oh, right. Boom's Closet. I should yeah. mention that. Yeah. Well, I'm plugging <laughs> it in. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. 
<laughs> but Boom's Closet is like, I, it's kind of a little bit of everything. Right. Um, but mostly jewelry, a lot of beer related things. That's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so for that, I've, you know, set up as, as like a vendor and for markets at breweries. So I just have all these different connections with breweries and it's just so much fun. Everyone there is just like a good time. Beer's great. I love how the freedom that comes with beer design. Oh, okay. Like you can literally put anything on a beer That's can. That's true. Because and anything goes. And the better the design, the more likely someone is to try it for the first time even. Yep. It's almost like when you pick out, for me at least, because I'm not very, you know, hoity-toity when it comes yeah. to wine, I'll go for the label. You know, yep. like, look at that label. I bet it's pretty good. Yeah. It's the same thing for beer. Yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely picked so many beers that I love and also ones that I did not like. But the label was really cool, so I couldn't not grab it. Exactly. It's just, you know. All right. So any breweries or any you know, breweries beer folks out there, yep. Katie Brew Design. I gotcha. <laughs> and then for people to find out more about Boom's Closet, can they get to that through Katie Brew or do um, you have a... it's separate. Okay. What's uh, that? Link? So Boom's Closet on Instagram, it's Boom's Closet Store. And then uh, every, everything's linked on there. If you search Boom's Closet Store in Google, it'll show up. And, and we're saying Boom as in B-O-O-M. Yes. Boom, kaboom. Yes. Cool. Let's see what else. So when you're, you're given a project and you're in front of your computer mm -hmm. and that screen is just staring back at you, how do you begin? Uh, it's one of two ways. Either I type out... You know, say I'm working on a logo. I feel like branding and logos is what I, I do a lot mm -hmm. or a phrase I need to design. Mm -hmm. So I'll type that out and I usually type it out in um, like title case and then in all caps. Okay. And then I have those two lines and then I just go and find fonts. Okay. And so I just highlight those two and then scroll through my fonts and I find a font that I like. I'm like, cool, save that, copy, paste it and continue my search. Okay. And so I just have rows and rows and rows of the same thing repeated oh, over. Right. And I like having it, having whatever I'm looking at, whatever words typed out in title case and all caps, so you can see what all those letters are going to look like. Or how they connect and sometimes how, yeah. or yeah. Know, balance it out. Or, yeah. yeah. And so then once I'm like, okay, I think something's in there, then I kind of start whittling that down. Okay. So here are my faves. And then like, here's something I want to play a little bit more. Right. Oh, this one I can tie the g in with the t here yep. or stack it somehow mm -hmm. and i can play around with that so I either do that or i just go straight to the internet and start pulling anything that might be inspiration yes so that's where i post on my instagram a lot of mood boards mm -hmm. so that's kind of like the prettier version of finding all of these inspiration photos exactly um and this could be even going on like a stock website and finding photos mm -hmm. or going on Pinterest or finding colors or walking around outside, um, just kind of anything that might relate back to whatever the project is. And then kind of the same concept with the type, you know, I throw them all together in the same thing, pull some apart. I might separate them into categories right. and just see what happens. Right. And then when it comes to brand identity, when you meet with someone for the first time, what do you ask them to figure out what their brand identity is if they actually don't know yet <laughs> you know because i would think yeah. that would happen sometimes yeah and even when they think that they do know uh, they don't actually know <laughs> or they don't there we're just there's holes we're missing things mm -hmm. um that is you know that's something that i'm kind of working on still is mm -hmm. kind of maybe having a better 
set list of questions. Right. But it's really, it's kind of organic because it mm-hmm. depends on what they already have. Right. Who they are as a person. Right. Um, what they're trying to do. I think the basic question is like, you know, obviously like, what do you do? What's your target audience? Um, and by target audience, it's not just the types of people. It's like, where do they live? What are mm-hmm. they doing? What um, are they a parent? Are they yeah. white? Are they in college? You know, mm-hmm. finding out this person mm-hmm. they're trying to get exactly um and then seeing what those people what brands that they're looking at exactly you know because you could be a business owner and you think oh you know i'm going after college kids and they really like you know stickers like well maybe they don't you don't know <laughs> right you gotta exactly. look at it yeah let's yeah do your research yeah definitely let's see uh, uh one more thing i wanted to talk about before we wrap it up is you have a poster project and I, not only do I love the actual look of the posters, but I love how you kind of take people behind the scenes of how you're designing them. I love that. So talk a little bit about that. So the poster project, it has such a, a special place in my heart. Uh, so that was a thing that came out of COVID and being, oh, okay. having to work, going remote. Gotcha. Um, and at that point, I had never worked remote. I'd always gone into the office mm-hmm. and the company that I was at, we were all kind of in the same mindset like i don't know we just didn't know how to function right <laughs> well, yeah. working remote with doozy like, yeah for sure yeah and for me, like there's a lot of other situational things like my apartment had like no windows so i was in this oh my room all the time <laughs> that sounds very sad so isolating and so it was just like a struggle no i had no creative juices at all I'm like i gotta do something i gotta find the love of design wow. like I can't Some, believe you didn't have any windows. We, okay, we had, we had two windows. Oh, it was oh, like not, still. we had like no light. Oh, <laughs> oh it's terrible. But so it was like I needed to like fall in love with design. I decided, well, I need to give myself some kind of challenge. I mm-hmm. want to do something with design. I want to like learn. I feel like for me in design, I thrive the most when I'm learning something new. Mm-hmm. And I never want to say that I know everything. Right, I don't, and everything right. You should continue to evolve yeah. always. And so I was like, well, you know, I, I said earlier, I was like, Illustrator is my jam. So I'm like, well, I should probably get better at Photoshop. Like, oh, I know okay. Photoshop. Like, I can do sure, stuff. Sure, sure. Like, I should probably get better at it. So I wanted to challenge myself and learn new things. And like, you know, I'm constantly doing tutorials. And so it's kind of just finding a way to take these new things I'm learning, these random tutorials I'm doing, trying to find that spark again uh-huh. and giving it all a purpose within this poster project. Right. And so I had very little rules for myself, but it was my main rule was if I started a poster that day, by the end of the day, so before midnight at that day, I had to post whatever that was. Oh, cool. And so that also helped beating that perfectionism thing. Yes. Like, I can't share it. It's not ready. Yeah, well, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yep. Yep. Um, and I didn't want to assign like, you know, 30 posters in 30 days. Right. I didn't want that. Right. But it, so it was just a lot of fun ways and, and ways to take the skills that I learned and that I love in Illustrator um, and how I can apply that to Photoshop mm-hmm. and just learning all these and definitely finding this new style that kind of evolved with this surrealism yeah, collage. collage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I love to do manually. I always am tearing things from yeah. magazines and that sort of thing and, and cutting yeah. them, gluing them together. Um, so it's cool to see you doing it graphically because it's a similar thing, really. Yeah. It's just no glue and scissors pretty yes. much. Yeah, but... it's one of my main 
favorite things about graphic design is you don't have all the mess of physical art. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> so funny. No eraser lines anywhere. <laughs> right. And and I just want to reiterate something you said before about your poster project and how you were forcing yourself to show whatever you had at the end of the day and not to go for perfectionism, just simply to create. And that I think is incredibly important for anyone who's listening to really hear that what it's about is creating something. Don't worry if you don't like it or you think other people won't like it. It's really about taking the time to sit down and create whatever you're creating just to create mm -hmm. and don't go for perfectionism. Maybe you'll end up getting perfectionism at the end of it, but I think it's cool to just create. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. So again, I want to say katierudesign.com. Definitely head over there and you can find uh, Katie's Instagram links and LinkedIn and all that there. So mm -hmm. definitely follow her because she definitely is an inspiration. Whether you are a graphic designer or not, you're going to enjoy her fun, energetic, colorful designs. And any last words, uh, tips, inspiration, anything you'd like to say before we wrap yeah, up today? I, if anyone has any fun design works or you're stuck on something, hit me up. I yeah. just, you know, let's have some fun and make some magic. Yes, I love <laughs> it. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And be sure to go over to wanderandmuse.world to catch up on my most recent podcast. And at the very bottom, you'll see a little tip cup. Thanks so much for listening. Everyone go out and create something today.